It's Monday, and you're with Bob McAvoy, right here on the Semper Reformata podcast. Well, good morning, good morning. It's 8 o'clock on Monday morning, the 20th of June, 2022, and this is Bob McAvoy with a weekly look at what's happening and a little bit of perspective from a Christian standpoint. And let's start with the Pope. Well, as I'm writing this script for this episode, there's a rumour circulating that Pope Francis is intending to resign on health grounds. Now, if that's true, I wonder what Catholics will think of that. Some might be happy enough to see the back of him. The circumstances of his elevation to the office were somewhat unusual to start with, But as his term of office has progressed, Francis has proved to have more in common with the goals and ideals of the globalist elites and the people that he's meant to be serving. His views on homosexuality, on climate change, on the so-called social justice issues certainly do have a globalist flavour to them. They bear little resemblance to what's taught in the Catholic Catechism. I recently came across a blog post on the ACORN. It's a long read, but it's worthwhile detailing how Francis places far more confidence in Big Pharma than he does in God. He was, of course, a lockdown fanatic. He was the first Pope in history to forbid Catholics from attending Mass. The ACORN blog reports, and I quote, in his interview book, Ultra La Tempesta, Francis, along with MSM and politicians, tells the public to believe in science. He sets forth his faith and hope in the triumphant announcements of Pfizer or Moderna. He says, we need to regain our hope and faith in science today. Thanks to the vaccine, we shall slowly find our way back to the light. The language is both revealing and alarming. Real Christians do have hope, and we do have faith. We have hope in God, and we have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, not in super-rich global corporations that are driving the agenda at the World Economic Forum, not in politicians and not in governments. We remember the words of the prophet Jeremiah, who said, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in and relies on mankind making weak, faulty human flesh his strength, and whose mind and heart turn away from the Lord. Jeremiah 17 and 5 in the Amplified Version. Maybe even more disturbing is Francis's comment that through vaccination we can find our way, and I quote, back to the light. Now that's blasphemous, coming from a man who claims to be a Christian. A man who should know that only in Christ do we find the light, and everything and everyone else walks in darkness. Whatever your personal opinions about vaccines, they are most definitely not the saviour of the human race. Jesus is, and no one or nothing else. And some common sense has broken through at last in the world of athletics. Several media sources were reporting earlier this week that male swimmers and athletes allegedly identifying as women would no longer be allowed to take part in female competitions. 
Earlier this year, a transgender athlete calling himself Leah Thomas won a major swimming competition in the USA, provoking outrage among feminists and Christians alike. In the United Kingdom, The Sun reported, and I quote, transgender women will only be able to compete against other women if they complete transition by the age of 12. They must also have not gone through male puberty. The decision means US male-born swimmer Leah Thomas has been barred from competing against women. Thomas, who controversially won an American college championship in March, had previously hinted that she, as quoted in The Sun, would compete in the 2024 Olympics. Prior to her, again quoted in The Sun, transition, Thomas was ranked 554th, 554th in the male 200-yard swim rankings. Well, as I say, that's a small victory for common sense. Let's pray that the tide has begun to turn and that the madness will indeed end. And over to Edinburgh, where the Daily Record and a number of other dailies are reporting on a sexual assault in a primary school. The incident which occurred in May happened when two Primary 7 boys attacked a Primary 6 girl in the toilets, holding her down and assaulting her. The website Edinburgh Live reports, and I quote, Parents at an Edinburgh primary school are disgusted after claiming reports of a pupil being abused by other children were hidden from them. Police Scotland confirmed officers are investigating a sexual assault that was reported to them on Friday, May the 27th, with a report to be handed into the Scottish Children's Reporters Administration, unquote. Well, the timing is significant, for the boys had just attended a so-called sex education class. Now, these children must range in age from, I suppose, 10 to 12 years of age, So you have to wonder what they're being taught in that class. Children are being sexualised at early ages and Scotland seems to be leading the way in this. Why can't we just get back to the tried and tested practice of leaving sex education to parents, not to the state? But then, of course, parents might teach conservative, maybe even biblical values and the secular state hates anything that teaches children decency and morality. Here's some more common sense. In the Republic of Ireland, and it's a small but encouraging victory for free speech in a Dundalk court, the Belfast Newsletter has reported that a judge in Dundalk has dismissed the case against three Northern Ireland men for preaching against homosexuality prompting their solicitor to accuse the Garda of a bogus persecution. The three men had been preaching in Dundalk Town Centre. For those from further afield, Dundalk is a border town just a few miles from Newry in Northern Ireland. And these men had been declaring publicly that homosexuality is a sin which brings those who practice it under the condemnation of the law of God. They had been arrested, they'd been charged by the Irish police and Garda Siakona and had been brought to court. However, video evidence of what the men were saying and of the arrest by the Garda had already circulated on social media. And it was this video footage that was later shown in court and which prompted the judge to dismiss the case after viewing the footage. 
The newsletter reports one of the defendants, a Mr. Williamson, as saying that he showed the judge video footage of the preaching and the arrest from his mobile phone. After watching the video, the judge said, I don't see any public disorder, and I think you're quite within your rights to say what you said. Within a few minutes of seeing the video, she said, case dismissed. The video evidence proved conclusive. The tone of it, quotes Mr Williamson, and what I actually said completely swung the case. Well, it's a pity we don't have more judges who would cut through the nonsense and the wokeness of policing policies and actions these days. Whether you agree with such straightforward preaching or not, there is no right to not be offended, and there is an absolute right to say what you believe, whether others like it or not. And that applies equally to others who do not believe what Christians teach and believe and confess. But the practical lesson for Christian witness going forward seems to be that we should make sure that when we are confronting the public with biblical morality, whether on gender issues or sexual issues, abortion or whatever, we need to have videos running. Malicious complaints, bogus arrests, vindictive policing, those things are not going to ease up in coming days and we have to be ready for that. There needs to be photographic evidence. And staying with a rare example of common sense among the legal classes, over in the United States of America, the United States Supreme Court has struck down the controversial Roe v. Wade ruling of 50 years ago, that ruling which legalised abortion in all 50 states. Now, it's too early to see what the result will be on the ground, as individual states will have to issue their own response. But the BBC is already upset with its headline on its website screaming, millions of women in the US will lose the legal right to abortion after the Supreme Court overturned a 50-year-old ruling that legalised it nationwide. Well, we shall see. Individual states will do different things. And already, some major American companies are offering to pay for travel for their staff to have abortions. Companies like Disney. Well, perhaps we'll have more on this and some background next week. We'll see how it goes. Links to all these stories are available so that you can read and research them for yourself. Follow the web link in the episode notes to www.semper-reformata.com to learn more. Well, today we have a Bible reading from Colossians 3, verse 1 to 4. The Apostle Paul writes, Since then you have been raised with Christ, Set your heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we bring the troubles of this world before you. A world where religious leaders purporting to be Christians are betraying your cause and so leading millions of people astray. A world where common sense seldom prevails. A world where industry is in chaos and where children's lives are being destroyed by liberal, immoral philosophies and beliefs being forced on them by those who should know better. We know, O oh God, 
that we need a time of revival and a time for people to turn away from sin and to turn to the Lord. But we also know that that revival must start at the house of the Lord. So today, Father, we pray for a reformation in our churches. We pray for a recommitment to the teaching and preaching of the Word of God and the courage to proclaim it fearlessly before men. Lord, we pray you will send us your Holy Spirit to bring conviction of sin and to bring men and women under the weight of the broken law of God and to warn them of the judgment to come. Well, that's all for today. Catechism class is tomorrow, Tuesday at one o'clock, and there should be a sermon podcast on Saturday. Join us for worship if you're free each Lord's Day morning at Ballymacashan Church, 78 Sinfield Road, Calinchy, County Down, at 11.30am. And don't be discouraged. Let's redeem the time. Let's keep praying. Let's keep our eyes fixed upon Jesus, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please help to make it better known by opening the podcast app on your phone or mobile device. Then, search for The Semper Reformata Podcast. Subscribe and give it a 5-star rating. See you next time.